Hi, welcome to the Get Curious with me, Nadja Petorovic, and today I'm so excited for this episode! Today, we're learning about feminism, and it is the first episode in a mini-series that I want to do about the multifaceted topic which is feminism. I know that every topic that I've discussed so far is very multifaceted but feminism is as a woman something which I am extremely interested in and only really recently this summer specifically have I actually read books and researched um, a view that I have. I felt going into the lockdown because of corona that I realised I have these strong views on environmentalism and feminism and the likes but I have never backed it up with um, reading. I always you know found stuff on social media and conversations with people but I wasn't not educated but yeah I guess I wasn't educated on these topics which I somehow had such strong beliefs in like moral beliefs in. So feminism is a topic which I started reading books about. So I want to take you through my journey, which was summer 2020, of me reading, what is it, like five books, and how I thought about feminism changed. Yeah, this episode is just so you can understand where I'm coming from with my definition and how I view feminism. I'm so looking forward to this. I hope you are too. And so... I read a series of five books, they, I'll mention them as I go along, and I'll say them in chronological order, but growing up I always believed in gender equality, I think a lot of people do believe in that concept, but we don't really live by that, like I still would say things like, I prefer having guy friends than girlfriends because girls have so much drama, and like, things that I didn't think were inherently sexist, but are. Um, but I think that's the environment that we've grown up in and so yeah and also I just don't think I really understood what that actually meant and and how it is completely infused in everyday life and the language we speak and how we conduct ourselves and everything like that so that was where I was most of my life I think I would preach on feminism but never truly understood like the depth of it and how my daily actions actually went against my beliefs and then what really changed that was the first book that I read and kind of started the waterfall of everything else. I think like most of us going into lockdown, um, a lot of people that I know at least had this goal of reading more. I mean, we had like so much time on our hands. What we have still is kind of going on still. We have so much time on our hands and we had so much time on our hands that we we all kind of collectively decided that we suddenly want to pick up reading. And this was, a the book I'm talking about is um, The Power by Naomi Alderman. And I had it on my shelf, I think someone got it for my birthday, but I don't think neither that person nor I really knew what the book was. It was just, you know, a generic birthday present. And I never thought of it much, I saw it, I was like, oh cool. And then I started getting to booktube, which YouTube, but for like book reviews. And this book kind of came up in one of the girls that I was watching. She was doing a book review and she said she read this book and she had some really, really insightful comments on it. And I thought, wow, this might be actually really interesting. And I was like, I think I have that book. 
and by pure coincidence it was on my bookshelf and I was like wow you know what let's give it a read it wasn't that long I think it was like maybe like 300 pages less than that um so I was like I could get into a fiction book it's a fiction book the premise is that you're living in a world it's effectively as if tomorrow all women gain the power to have like like lightning or electricity come out of their hands and suddenly the women are the like physically stronger sex and then you kind of the book goes through from like counts down from 10 years um 10 years to go eight years to go five years to go and counts down this process of the world transitioning and like coping with women becoming the more dominant sex what implications that has on society and I think like many of us, my view before was that women in leadership would be a good thing. Like, we should have more women in leadership. I think women are amazing leaders. Like, da, 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 da. like we should get rid of all the men and have women. And that's so, that sounds so radical. And this book really enlightened me. And what, what this book showed me was that regardless of who is in power... It is like power and greed and that side of human nature, which is like is like the root of all evil. Is causes you know all those dis- like disgusting, horrible things in society. It's not men, and if women were to be in power, the same thing would happen. And I watched an interview with Naomi Altman, and she was explaining how like true feminists actually believe is men, men and women are equal. And so this book is pure fiction, but it was just kind of like a little thought experiment to go into it and see what actually, yeah, what what would actually happen if women became in power? Would they behave better or would they not? And she kind of, she used this idea that men and women, in her mind, women, men and women are equal. And thus, if women were to then become in power and switch places with men, they would do the same destructive and awful and disgusting and evil things. And that, truly, this book was just kind of the waterfall into reading more and reading more about feminism because it really did, it really, this idea that men and women are equal has always obviously been in my mind, but this book really made me realise that if I truly believe men and women are equal, I can't then believe that women in power are suddenly going to be way more better than men in power and in fact it is the fact of power and greed which is regardless of of, of, uh, like gender and sex would happen and fun fact I think this is actually Obama's like one of his recommended books I found this I found this particular part of the book it's right at the end of the book um where the email discourse is happening between this male author and his female, uh, his female friend who is like read, like proofreading it for him, in the days where um, women are the more dominant sex, and I thought I thought it was really really interesting. So um, the female author says, men have evolved to be strong worker homestead keepers, while women with babies to protect from harm have had to become more aggressive and violent, and that was really like struck a chord with me because it kind of was like when we think of mothers we think that they're like lovely and nurturing and things like that and what that simple line did was 
was just like we've interpreted it that way like we've interpreted it as women but then like Naomi Alderman in this book has just said well of course women are more aggressive because they're mothers so they have to be more protective of their children and for me that was literally like a moment in my brain because I was like just the way that we've interpreted our roles in society is so 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 interesting to me so after that book that's where I was at with the my definition like my my definition of feminism was that it was gender equality but true gender equality and that it's not that men are evil it's what they do is evil whoever was in their positions would also be doing evil things whether that be a man or a woman and then I think I read these two books next books back to back so I can't remember which one I read first but at this point then in lockdown the Black Lives Matter movement exploded again and in an effort to really make this be like a persistent movement on my part I decided to you know read some books on racism and on intersectionality and everything like that and I read the book about uh I read like a book which is now I think like sold out everywhere is the book by um Rennie Edolodge called Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race and this is obviously a book about race but there's a chapter in it which talks about um feminism and intersectionality and the issues that Rennie herself went through being a black woman in the feminist movement um and on top of that I watched the interview that Emma Watson and Rennie Edelodge did about the book and specifically about the feminism chapter in it and at this point I kind of had a reevaluated my definition because <clears throat> I thought wow we've really not incorporated race in the issues of feminism but what else have we also been missing out and I realized that calling it gender equality is kind of disrupting this whole idea of gender being like fluid and the same thing with ableism and classism and race obviously and all of these things I started to realize were not really encompassed in my definition obviously never explicitly says anything about race but it also never like explicitly includes race and I realized that in the ways that I viewed feminism and the ways I've seen feminism being dealt with race really wasn't uh, like racial issues within the feminist movement I was never exposed to and I was never shown like that was never taken on board by the feminist movement. It made me think about the, all the other issues which people, the other like movements and groups which are kind of uh, left out of the feminist movement or aren't supported by the feminist movement in the way they should be. Even just calling it gender equality. And I've, I've said that so far in, in this episode because it was how I viewed it up until this point. But even calling gender equality for me was a bit inconsiderate. Because in, in today's day and age, we have the conversation of sex versus gender. 
So then I looked at my definition and I said, you know what I believe? I don't believe that a man and a woman are equal. I believe that the sexes are equal. And then from there, everything else is equal. Which means, if you are male, female, intersex, from there, I believe everyone should be equal. And that means whatever gender you are, whatever sexual orientation, whatever disability, whatever race, whatever, yeah, whatever, ever, whatever class, socioeconomic background, all of these things, we should be fighting for equal. And at that point, you think, what is feminism other than egalitarianism? And that's a, a kind of pit hole I went down because I, I am an, I, I believe in egalitarianism which, if you don't know, which I also didn't know, it just means, like, you believe in equal rights for everyone. I also, so I thought, shit, what's different? But I realised that feminism looks at women and empowering women because they are, or, like, females, because they have been repressed, suppressed, like, in a way that men haven't. And now when you take a woman who is also gay and also... A person of colour, these are inextricably linked issues that this one woman and many women in this same scenario have to face. And to have a movement which doesn't include that is just, I mean, absolutely ridiculous. It, it, it like, it, it's just a white movement then, isn't it? That's where I stand on that. <laughs> and so with that, then I went and read The Moment of Lift by Melinda Gates. And when I tell you this book, I mean, every single book has been life-changing, but this book really, I enjoyed a lot. Because I thought, mm, it might be a memoir, it might not be, I like, I didn't really know what this book was going to be about. But it talked about, like, the, like, subtitle, whatever, was about empowering women. I was like, mm, okay. And just to give you a little bit of context, I've always been interested in feminism, or it sounds insufficient to call it feminism, but basically in developing nations and supporting women and girls in developing nations. I've done like talks in like my old school about this and it's an issue which really I think about a lot. So this book, I didn't realise going into it was about all of that, but it is. And so I've read The Power, which is this like kind of futuristic fiction novel, which really was effectively like a thought experiment for me. I go into uh, racism and intersectionality of feminism and then I read I come across and read Melinda Gates's book and this is really focused in her work that she's done and and her husband Bill in the foundation they have the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation where they are choosing they they are fighting to um, eradicate poverty and disease and effectively she explains that while well, that's the foundation's goal, the more that they went, more research they did, and the more help that they were trying to do, they realised that it was effectively a feminist issue, and it was an it was basically an issue about empowering women in developing nations, and she she talks about so many different issues in this book, but she talks about her journey, and how it went from you know. Uh, contraceptives and like family like family planning then contraceptives then child marriage and just 
and, and FGM and everything. And it just, I mean, it was refreshing to see. I was starting to get this global picture of um, feminism. And I, I'm always very hesitant to call, to call that type of inequality feminism. But I think it just feels so in, in, insufficient because I think the when we talk about feminism in like this like the Western side or the conversations that at least I have in in school, it's very much the um, not yeah the small things, but like the details and our language and job advertising and everything like that, which feel very um, small in comparison to. Um, female genital mutilation, child marriage, um, not being able to open your own bank account, not being allowed to do certain like jobs and like legal suppressions and such ingrained traditional suppressions. But it's all relative, right? It's all relative, and I, I have to keep reminding myself that. But it is it is feminism because we're fighting for the equality between the sexes. So that book was just. I think that book really gave me the statistics to back myself up because as much as we talk about uh, uh, when we uh, whenever I have conversations about feminism I feel like a lot of people have this impression that it's it's almost done like we're almost there like you're just being pernickety now like you just want like the small extra things and while I don't believe that's the case we well, yeah, when you bring up the fact that there are laws in place in so many countries with maternity leave with um equal work for equal pay, with unpaid work, with um, getting a bank account, owning land, being allowed out after a certain time, being allowed to do certain jobs. Those are real, like, laws which are in place, like, in 21st century, like, in 2020. It's just, I mean, it is crazy. It's crazy, no? So, yeah, now I have this view. I had this thought experiment with the power. Then I had this, um, like how race and feminism are inextricably linked in intersectionality. And honestly, at that point, changing my definition of feminism once I read why I'm no longer talking to white people or about race. Then I get this worldview and these facts to back me up from the moment of Left by Melinda Gates. And the final book that I read and the book which really has spurred me to start this series is the book called I Call Myself a Feminist and yeah so it's called I Call Myself a Feminist The View from 25 Women Under 30 and it's edited by five women because it's effectively like a series of um, short pieces from all these 25 women sandwiched together with some like quotes and stuff about feminism and equality and just but it was edited by Victoria Pipe, Rachel Holmes, Amy Annette, Alice Stride, Martha Moss. And I loved this book because that, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race, that gave me a glimpse of intersectionality. This book was like, I jumped into the deep end of the pool and then was told how to swim. I, and I appreciated it so much because i mean it talks about in fact Rennie eddie lodge has a um short piece in here too but it goes through just like religion and it goes through 
sexual orientation it goes through trans rights and everything everything which the mainstream feminism does not talk about this book really just it just sprinkled it in there it just it was just everywhere and i loved it so much and it's really given me this intersectional view on feminism like it really consolidated that for me because it had so many because it, it has 25 accounts and they're all under 30 so not only is it gives a view which is more relatable to me as a 19 year old but it also because there's 25 different accounts in here alongside additional quotes between each um, like chapter each section I was getting this absolutely broad view on feminism it touches on so many different aspects of feminism and that's really what's inspired me to talk and create this series and, and talk this episode so currently that definition that I that I the definition that I go by <laughs> as a feminist is the sexes should be equal male female intersex and from there implicitly everything implicitly everything else is equal but just I want to I always say it explicitly as that as sex being equal as the basis everything above that is also and that means religion race um, a disability sexual orientation gender everything that's my journey <laughs> I hope it was somewhat interesting but I do recommend these books wholeheartedly like I honestly I honestly honestly do so yeah I hope you enjoyed please rate if you liked it don't if you don't email me to continue this conversation links to the books will be in the show in the blog post in the show notes and I hope you enjoyed Bye. <laughs>